2: Welcome to the flagship show here at rotorgrinders.com. I am CBTPFL. Obviously, I'm not Dean, and this show won't be boring and about body parts. We're here to actually talk some basketball. I'm joined by my buddy Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
3: I'm doing good. Just don't know how we're gonna talk about the slate. I mean, there's a lot of guys in good spots. There's three of the top-paced teams in the entire NBA, three of the best teams for giving up fantasy points, and everyone's kind of just in play. So I'm not really looking forward to dissecting this slate just because it's pretty easy.
2: Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, when you look at this slate, obviously we have three games with totals over 230 points, and then we have a game with a total of 203. Um, you know, so – and we at least we just got a little bit of news here for – you know, Washington before we got started that, you know, um, we're going to see one of these guys play. So that obviously makes it a little bit more interesting. But, um, yeah, a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. And um, it's a fun one, but, Grant, you got to think of it this way. This this Yahoo show and this slate that we're going to be playing over there on Yahoo is a 100 times better than what we're going to be playing on the football side of things tonight.
3: Yeah, I'm not playing any football tonight. I have no desire to at all. Um, I can't even remember who's playing. All I
2: know is I looked at it and,
3: eh, no, I'm good.
2: Chicago and Dallas, man, no? Yeah,
3: I know we went through it yesterday. I just forgot and I just don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, also if you are – If you are watching the show and you have a web browser, make sure you head on over to Rotor Grinders on YouTube. Comment below on this video with your guests on who you think is going to score 25.2 fantasy points on Yahoo. If you hit the player on the nose, you'll get one year of RG Premium. Closest guests will get a free week of RG Premium or RG Swag Pack if you have Premium already. Make sure you go over to YouTube like the button make sure you subscribe um and you know make sure you do it again so we're going to be doing this as well um on tomorrow and on sunday so make sure you are tuning in paying attention to how many points and um make sure you're over there on the youtubes and on the rotor grinders youtube liking subscribing and commenting below with who you feel like um it's going to score 25.2 points so Uh, Grant, you know, overall, you know, we kind of already talked about it, but overall, we we are looking at this slate and we're looking at, like you said, a lot of offense, a lot of fast paced um, games. So, you know, pretty much the overview of this slate is I I feel like you're going to have to kind of get the right value, guys. Um, What are are your thoughts when it comes to the overview of the slate?
3: I mean the overview of the game or the slate and CBPS. You're probably going to want to do a decent amount of game stacking, in my opinion. I don't think that's going to be as popular as it should be. And there's three massive games on the slate where any one of them can end up being a blowout because it's the NBA. It can happen to any of them, and any one can end up being by far the highest scoring game on the slate. So it's kind of picking and choosing. Obviously, the value kind of dried up a little bit with the fact that Wagner is now playing so it kind of i mean i guess it wasn't extreme value it just kind of gives you mid tier guys that should crush their crush their price tags but i mean the general overview of the slate is probably go for more lower owned guys i don't have a huge sense of what the ownerships going to be so i'm just kind of relying on rgs and going from there
2: yeah maybe that's what we'll show here um in a little while when we do like uh the screen share and We'll show, you know, some projected ownership and stuff and maybe look at that, um, you know, because it's a four-game slate. And, you know, what else do we have to talk about on a four-game slate? Um, more, you know, we don't, we don't have body parts. Like, you know, we have already talked more about basketball than Dean does in the first 15 minutes of the show.
3: Yeah, that is 100% true. There's a dog upstairs just randomly just yelping once every 15 seconds. I have no idea why.
2: <laughs> so... All right. Let's let's uh, let's break it down here game by game. We got uh, Philadelphia at Washington. It's a two thirty four and a half total here. Philly is favored by eight. Um, Josh Richardson is still out. Thomas Bryan and CJ Miles are out. And like you said, Wagner is going to play in this one. Mahimi is going to play as well. Um, let's start with the Philadelphia side. What do you like here when it comes to the 76ers?
3: I mean, Embiid is one that immediately stands off the page here. I mean, he hasn't gotten into foul trouble recently. He's absolutely destroyed every single game. I mean, outside of last game, which again, to Utah, town like I said, he had a little bit of foul trouble there. 58 points, 57 points, 59 points. Like, he's in a great spot going up against Washington, one of the fastest-paced, worst defensive teams in the league. Thomas Bryant isn't playing. Embiid stands out as a clear top option probably on the entire slate here. He should end up with 60 in this type of matchup here if the game ends up staying close, which somehow Washington always seems to make it stay close, and I always turns into shootouts here. He should be the top-scoring guy, probably over Harden here. Um, Outside of him, like Simmons, great matchup here. Obviously, Washington's terrible defensively, blah, blah, blah. All those same exact things, and they're not great versus guards. So Simmons is probably the second guy that I'd be looking at in this matchup as a legit shot at 55 here. Um, His price tag of 8K is not bad at all. Tobias Harris, Horford, both are decent options. I don't think they grade out nearly as well as Simmons or Embiid. But they're both like not huge ceiling guys a lot of the time. Tobias shows a little bit more of a ceiling, but that's generally one of the other one of the other guys is out. But in this type of matchup here, I could see him getting off twenty twenty five shots. So just because of that, he could potentially be in for a big game. And then Horford, probably my least favorite, similar price tag to Harris. I think Harris shows more upside. Horford can have a big game, obviously, because it's against Washington again. Uh, so those probably been the main guys to look at. Outside of them, like, you can take shots on guys like Corkman's, guys like Bible, guys like Ennis, but I'm not overly happy about doing that. It's just their price tags are really cheap. They all have shots at 24, 25 in this type of matchup here, especially if it ends up being a blowout. So, like, this is a beautiful spot for Philly, but the game may not stay close, but Embiid is the top option on the entire slate.
2: Yeah, so... You know, Ennis is probably my favorite value play on this slate right now. You know, especially with some of these Washington guys, you know, losing value uh, with these guys playing. So um NS is a guy that's really standing out to me. I think Thaible is, you know, one of the better contrarian tournament um value plays as well. These guys are both minimum salary over there on Yahoo. Um, I think you know, you could potentially look at like an Al Horford on Yahoo as well at twenty eight bucks. It's not the worst price, but I'm with you. Embiid is a fantastic play. I think he has the ceiling, the upside, everything that you want for the team here that has the highest implied team total on the slate. So um, really like this spot for Embiid, but going to be mixing and matching these value guys. Like I said, I really like Dybul and I really like um, Ennis here. Um, and then we go to the Washington side of things. And when we're looking at Washington here, obviously we're going to have to see what the starting lineup looks like. But like with, with Wagner expected to play – um, you know, it hurts. It hurts a little bit, but like we still have, we still have Bryant out. We still have Miles out. Uh, what are you looking at here in Washington? I
3: mean, Beal's the guy that immediately stands off the page. Obviously, it's not an easy matchup going up against Philly, but they still have a one thirteen implied team total here. Beale's still going to put up twenty to thirty shots on all likelihood in this type of matchup, even against the, in a tough defensive matchup here. Beale's the main guy that would probably end up going with. Obviously, there at the top. I don't think he grades out nearly as well. Of a play as Embiid or Simmons, but he's definitely very much on the board. Has some of the biggest upside on the entire slate, and his price tag is good enough where you can just basically hammer him in if you want. It's a little bit less of a good play over on Yahoo, where he's priced at forty-four bucks. We can get Embiid in there at fifty or forty-six bucks, and guys like Ingram, Simmons for a bit less. So he's probably off my off my radar a little bit, but he is at a position where there's a little bit less great options on this slate. Um, so Beal, number one guy. Wagner now becomes very, very enticing here. He should get a boatload of minutes. this one if he can stay out of foul trouble. He's decent on a point-per-minute basis. This isn't a great matchup, so I think there is some merit to fading him where I'm guessing he's probably going to come in at a decent amount of ownership. Like, there's a lot of different ways where he just gets in foul trouble really quick and obviously going up against Embiid. And so I don't think Ryu and I don't think Bertans are the worst ideas in the world. Uh, they're still like the price tags aren't fantastic, but Bertans, if Wagner gets into foul trouble, he could potentially see a few extra minutes here. And Ryu the guy that like can put up a big game here. He's going to be playing a boatload of minutes still. So all these guys are kind of in play outside of him. Like I'm not really looking at Isaiah Thomas too much. I know he just put up a 40 point game, but this is not the right matchup here. I think he's really going to struggle. And some people are still likely to chase him you really need some value you can go mcrae but i don't think that's a good idea i think there's better he is out Yep. okay did i just come across Did i not pay attention did i miss something entirely we didn't have dean <laughs> reading body
2: parts oh my bad i meant to, it came out like an hour ago mcrae's not playing and like you know obviously that helps isaiah thomas probably helps bertans a little bit maybe troy brown plays a few extra minutes but no, I'm still largely disregarding everything.
3: But yeah, that's what basically it. Beale's the first guy to look at. And in tournaments, like with guy, we have enough. It came out far enough ahead of time where people aren't going to be playing as much Rio or Bertans here. So I think they're an interesting tournament options still.
2: Yeah, I think Bertans probably still plays close to 30 minutes, if not a little bit more here. So um, I, I think he's a good play. I like the Bradley Beal take. I don't hate Isaiah Thomas here, but you know if you're playing over on Yahoo, um, it, it's hard not to to like Mo Wagner, um, Wagner. Like he's just he's a guy that's minimum salary over there. You can play him and Ennis, and then you can pretty much do whatever you want with your lineup if you have two min salary guys. So, um, really like that. I don't really trust Bonga. Maybe Troy Blount. Like I said, maybe he he plays a few extra minutes, but you know i still don't trust that either so like wagner and thomas bertans reuse fine Beal, um is kind of what i'm looking at, um you know when i'm looking at this washington team because you know obviously mcrae being out is freeing up minutes and it, it, we should see pretty pretty tight rotation here when it comes to washington and you know four or five of these guys play um you know 28 plus minutes and the other guys playing around 20 to 25 yeah Uh, Denver at New York, 203 total. Denver favored by 9.5 in this game. Um, This is the team that we still have quite a few question marks that we're waiting for some injury news to come out because Morris, Nick Latina, and Elf Payton are all questionable here. Um, What are we looking at here when it comes to Denver?
3: Denver, so Joker is the interesting part here. I don't really expect anyone to play him because – you know, he hasn't really been that good. This is a good match versus the Knicks, though. It's a slow-paced matchup, so his, his out of shape body might be able to do a little bit better job going up and down the court here. It's obviously a good matchup going up against the Knicks. It's not projected to stay close, so I don't really expect too many people to be on him. Joker makes an interesting big field tournament play just because everyone's going to immediately go to Embiid or Capella, probably, in this type of spot. So, Joker, a little bit interesting to me. Jamal Murray... Barden Barton both offer a decent amount of upside here in this matchup. Nick's not great defensively. Murray can obviously put up a 45, 50 point game at any given time. And Barton has been playing real well this entire season is consistently getting 40 and has a shot in this type of matchup against a bad team to get more than that, even though it's not going to be that high of a pace game. Still someone you got to look at, at 5,900, especially with a lot of the guys probably going over to Wagner more, um, Like, he could easily outscore him. Outside of that, maybe Middleton, or not Middleton, uh, maybe Millsap. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. So, like, this is the least appealing game, obviously. It's by far the lowest in play total. It's nearly 30 points lower than every other game on the board. It's got the biggest spread on the board. Like, this is a game where, like, I just don't see too many ways where a lot of the winning guys are on this lineup.
2: Yeah, it's not like we have, like, a definite, like, value play here. Maybe you take shots on, like, Jeremiah Grant um, as just, like, a, you know, a guy that's cheap. But outside of that, you know, Paul Millsap's cheap on a couple sites. But, like, this is a game that could just get out of hand, too, and Denver could control this game. So, you know, I I worry about that. But – If Jamal Murray is limited a little bit, I know there was a thing that came across Twitter earlier that said he was, like, ill or something, um, but is expected to play. Maybe, like, Will Barton gets a few extra, you know, shots up. So, I think Will Barton's probably my favorite play from Denver. Uh, If this game stays close, you know, maybe Jokic is a guy that is an interesting pivot off of Embiid, but I still like Embiid more. I just, you know, you're getting Jokic at less than 10% owned against the Knicks. So, Um, and then as far as the Knicks go on the other side of this game, we're just waiting. Like, you know, obviously like we're waiting on Peyton Morris and, um, Hina because it, it could free up a lot of minutes depending on who's in and who's out. So, um, I hate the five thirty report came out and we still don't have news on these Knicks guys.
3: Yeah. And yeah, definitely not terribly happy about that, but yeah, it just really comes down to, um, who's playing and who's not playing. Nick and Peyton are both out Obviously, DSJ sitting there at 3,700 is a guy that we have to look at. I know it's not a terribly high-paced matchup. I know they can disappoint, but the men should absolutely be there, and he's so cheap that it doesn't really matter too much. You can go with him and just save the money on this small enough of a slate. Just eat the ownership and move on. Um, Morris is the interesting guy. I don't hate him at this price tag on this type of slate where people probably aren't going to be going to him. 5K, we know that we've seen upside from him. He's consistently putting up 30 outside of one bad spot against Toronto. He can absolutely put up a big game here. He's probably the main guy I'd look at him in Randall. Uh, I know Randall, just disappointing pretty much the entire season long, but he has shown random spots where he's put up a 50-point game. He's a guy that can eat up a bunch of usage. He's got close to 30% usage in the last three games and hasn't put up big games just because one of them was a blowout and the other two he just – didn't like with a guy get potentially getting 30 percent usage at 6300 on a four game slate where everyone's going to the other games it's not the worst idea in the world to go with him
2: yeah like you know if morris sits i think like randall becomes more interesting if morris sits maybe robinson becomes more interesting maybe barrett becomes more interesting You know, I I think that we would potentially see Dotson play more minutes if Nick Hina and Morris sit. Um, So, it's it's really tough to break down this team. They have the lowest implied total by a lot. Like, they're the only team on the slate that doesn't have an implied total over 100. You know, this is just not the best matchup, and we have three guys questionable still at 530. So, just going to have to pay attention to this one. Uh, Up next, we got Houston at Toronto, 230 and a half total. Um, Toronto favored by two and a half here. Let's, you know, look at the injury news here a little bit. Um, Eric Gordon is out. Gerald green is out house. I'm assuming he's still questionable. I don't think that, uh, yeah, he's still questionable. And then on the Toronto side of things, the only thing that we really got here is Stanley Johnson's out. Whoop-dee-doo. Um, you know, That's let's go one. here. That's a big one. I know that just changes the whole slate. Right. Um, yeah. Houston Rockets, what are we looking at here on the Rockets? I don't really have a ton
3: of interest in either Harden or Westbrook. It's not a terribly good matchup going up against Toronto. Yes, Harden may come in a little bit lower ownership. Yes, Westbrook has a big ceiling, but neither one of those guys are guys that I really want to pick on in this spot. And so I don't think that I'm going to play almost any James Harden or almost any Westbrook just because I don't feel like paying the money for Harden. I don't think that Westbrook is going to put up a big game Used to or Toronto's been very good versus opposing guards, and they can they won't get fully shut down, but they might struggle a little bit more than they're used to. Guys, I'm looking at if House is out, the Macklemore obviously 4,500 should get increase in playing time, can put up a big game if he's shooting well. So I don't mind him. Tucker should be in the game pretty much the entire time. Shut up, dog. Shut up, dog. Um, like he's 5K. He's got a little bit of upside. It's not a great play on this slate considering we have a bunch of other guys that around 5K, but he's a guy that could potentially outdo his price tag. Rivers is a little bit in play, but my favorite play is probably Capella. The guy's been just getting 20 boards every single game. Toronto has not been great on the glass all season long. I don't expect this spot to be much different at all. Capella can absolutely go for a monster game here. Problem is we have other centers on the slate to use, but Capella is one of my favorite plays and probably my favorite play on the Houston side.
2: See, I like Harden here. Like, I feel like it's a four-game slate. Raw points still matter a little bit in this spot. And, like, Harden has scored at least 30 actual points in 13 of the last 14 games. Like, he's just been a scoring machine. So it's hard for me not to like Harden. I think Westbrook's price is a little too high on Yahoo Air at 42 bucks. I like the Capella call um i don't hate him in this matchup but outside of that like macklemore like you said if we get news of how sits like he's a little interesting but i prefer some of those guys from philly um more than i like like macklemore in this spot like really for me it's harden a little interest in capella and that's really it um like I, I really like james harden here today and i, I don't think it's hard to fit harden in and beat in if you want to go that route so Um, the Toronto side of things, you know, Kyle Lowry is too cheap everywhere. Like, you know, um, I think FanDuel is the only site that he's not too cheap, but he's still cheap enough. And like Kyle Lowry is a core guy for me on this slate.
3: Yeah. I kind of mentioned that he might, they might limit his minutes and then of course (laughs) they don't. (laughs) Hey, let's see. Let's just let you play 41 minutes when. That's not at all what we said. Uh, so, yeah, Lowry just all season long been a guy that's been playing a ton of minutes. He's 7K over on DK. He's 35 bucks over on Yahoo. He's a guy that can absolutely put up a monster game and play 40 minutes in any given matchup before he got went out with the injury. He was averaging, I think, close or the most uh, minutes per game in the entire league. I expect him to be in a high 30s in this game, even though they say they want to limit it a little bit. I don't think that really ends up happening here. So in a great matchup going up against Houston, it's a fantastic spot. Van Vliet probably takes a little bit of a hit here with Lowry back in the lineup. So does Siakam on a point-per-minute basis. But Siakam, we've seen it before many times, him putting up a big 50-, 60-point game in any given matchup, even with Lowry, Van Vliet, all these guys in here. It's not a great matchup going up against P.J. Tucker, but it's a great matchup going up against Houston in a fast-paced pace. like these are two of the fastest-paced teams in the league here. Toronto's actually decent on the defensive end, but both these teams should end up putting up a boatload of points, and Siakam's going to be heavily involved. Outside of these guys, I don't think I'm taking a look at the ancillary pieces. Don't think I'm looking at Marcus. Salt. Don't think I'm looking at OG. Ibaka offers a little bit – of a uh, price or a little bit of value over on uh, Yahoo. If you're not going to go with Capella and Embiid, I think you run a two-center lineup in almost every single one of these. And Ibaka sitting there at $14 isn't the worst idea in the world to save some value. But outside of that, like, it's really just Siakam and Lowry for me. Like, I think both these guys are either underpriced or have way too high of a ceiling on this type of slate where I have to have a, a good amount of exposure to both of them.
2: Yeah, the one thing that I will notice here, like uh, one thing that I will note is Norman Powell went back to the bench um, and OG continued to start. So Powell got a lot of usage with that second unit last time out. Um, So I think that if you're looking at like one of these pieces, like, you know, Powell had 20% usage last last game. Um, He's shooting the ball really well over the last three games. So I don't hate like a large field tournament play of Norman Powell just to be different, just to be different. And he's, you know, me Graham, team bench. Um, I'm all about the bench. And I think that, you know, a guy that's going to have 20% plus usage here off the bench, um, you know, you have to have a little interest in, and like you said, Baka's cheap over there on Yahoo. I don't hate that idea. Um, But yeah, Van Vliet, until his price kind of comes down, I'll probably be off of him and OG with all these guys back and OG starting. Um, I'm with you on that one as well. Um, you, let's go to the last game. you got Phoenix at new Orleans, two thirty-five and a half and a half total. New Orleans is favored by four in this game. Um, you know, when we're looking at injury news here, Baines is doubtful. Ayton is still out favors. I'm pretty sure he's still questionable. Um, Yeah, Favors is still questionable, and Miller is out, and Kendrick Williams is questionable. Uh, What are we looking at here on the Phoenix Suns?
3: On the Phoenix Suns, I mean, it's up against the Pelicans. Booker is very much in play, obviously. He has massive usage. He's hurt a little bit by having Rubio in the lineup, too, and he hasn't done that great recently, but it's against the Pelicans, so... He's got massive upside. He should be putting up 20 shot attempts in this game here. He could potentially put up 40 real-life points here. And so he's a guy that you I think you have to look at in this matchup here. Outside of him, Rubio is fine. I'm not a big fan of him. I'm probably not playing Rubio. But this is a perfect Ubre spot here, sitting here at 6,100. His price over on Yahoo is only 28 bucks. I know that we have some other good guys in that range, but I think Ubre is going to be largely overlooked on Yahoo. This is a spot where he might be putting up 17 to 25 shot attempts so just a high up pace matchup is perfect for him Baines doesn't look <laughs> like he's gonna play did we I thought I th- said he was doubtful has he been ruled yeah
2: out he's, yet? Doubtful. he's
3: doubtful yeah I wasn't sure if he'd been ruled out yet but may as well treat it as being ruled out and so Kaminsky put up a massive massive game last night or at least massive considering uh, it's him four-game slate high-paced matchup is a perfect spot for Kaminsky don't mind Sarge basically sitting there at 6k it's not the greatest play in the world there's a lot of guys in that same price range where I think I'd rather go with but he's not the worst idea in the world but really like if I had to rank these guys it'd probably be is my top option followed by Booker followed by Kaminsky Saric and then Rubio
2: yeah you know Kaminsky I feel like he's one of the top value players on the slate um you know, especially on Yahoo at 11 bucks. Like you mentioned two center lineups and like right now my, my Yahoo placeholder lineup has Embiid and Kaminsky in it because I I just, I love this spot for Kaminsky. It's a really good spot here. Fast paced game against new Orleans. Um, Not the greatest defensive team in the world either. So um, assuming that Baines doesn't play like you, um, we're kind of assuming here. I think that you know this is a this is a fantastic spot to target um, Kaminsky on, on pretty much all sites. Like not just on Yahoo. I think he's cheap across the industry. I think he's a guy that you're looking at here, and you know he's a guy that should crush this team's 28th in defensive efficiency against big guys this season. So we want we want him to crush in this spot anyway. And then like I don't ever hate Devin Booker on a slate that like he's probably going to be lower owned than a lot of the studs. So. And I like the Ubre call. Um, and then on the New Orleans side, like, you know, Lonzo Ball is probably your chalk value guy on the slate, right?
3: Yeah, he's probably going to be up there. I mean, just looking at ownership, it obviously depends quite a bit from site to site. Uh, over on Yahoo, he's priced at 19 bucks. I think we got him pegged closer to 30%. Ownership over there. Over on DK, he's probably going to come in at fairly high ownership. I'm not – I was looking at centers. Yeah, we currently have him – Not the chalkiest guy, but still a fairly chalky guy. And I think on a night like this, I don't mind fading him. The guy that I'm really, really excited to play here is just Ingram. Um, I know that he's going to be one of the chalkier guys. I don't care. You don't play chalk when they have a good shot at not hitting value. And Ingram has very, very little shot of not hitting value. It's that simple here. Ingram is 40, or is 8,200 over on DK. He's going to put up 40. He's done it pretty much every single game where he hasn't gotten injured since the beginning or since mid-October. He's going to crush here. Phoenix is a great spot for him. 119 implied total. Inger was going to put up 25 shot attempts. He's going to get ancillary stats. He's going to crush here. He is pretty much a lock and load for me on almost every single site.
2: Hey, you know, you know me. Um I, I love this guy. I've been playing him all season. Like we have, you know, especially if you're playing over there on Yahoo, there there's so many there's so many like 10 and 11 dollar plays that like you can fit in like two or three of these studs and, you know, make some really really strong lineups. So, um I really like the idea of doing that over there on the slate. Um outside of Ingram you know, obviously we're waiting on the Derek Favors and Uh if, if Favors is out, like, you know, Hayes is a little interesting. If 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 Favors and Williams are out, you know, Hayes is a little interesting. J.J. Reddick's price is kind of interesting, but, yeah. Like, do you really trust J.J. Redick? Um, no, but it is a small slate, and he's going to have pretty low ownership. So, that, that's kind of interesting, too, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, JJ, he's pretty much just going to get you 25 points on the slate. Don't think that's good enough. Like Generally, I'd look at him in smaller slates, but with three of the fastest-paced teams on the slate in different matchups with three 230 implied team total or 230 totals, I don't think so. I'm not going with Reddick. I get it, and I get that the position is a little bit thin depending on which site you're looking at, but he's still not a guy that I want to have in any of my lineups could crush me who knows but i'm just not doing it um yeah hayes if favors is out then i think you definitely have to look at hayes if, especially if kenrich is out too He's gonna get more than enough playing time here so like this i feel like i should have more interest in this game but just the way that the slate is i don't
2: yeah i get that um this could be – like, this is a really interesting game stack. Like, if you're rolling out multiple teams, like, you probably game stack this game because it, it has a ton of potential. Um, it just really depends on, like, how it kind of, you know, plays out. So, um, yes. So, before we get into, you know, talking, you know, the screen share and preview and all that stuff, again, if you guys weren't here at the beginning, make sure you head on over to Rotor Grinders on YouTube – and you know, make sure you comment below, not chat. Comment below on this video, like, subscribe, and guess who you think is going to score twenty five point two points on Yahoo tonight? And um, yes, you know, make sure you get it. You know, you can have a chance to win RG Premium for the a year. The answer is
3: JJ Reddick.
2: Twenty five point two, JJ Reddick? Is that yep. is that your is that your final answer?
3: That's my final answer.
2: All right, I'm gonna go with Marc Gasol. All right, that's not bad. Um, so let's uh let's do a screenshot here of premium. I'm guessing Devin is ready to go with that. I'm gonna pull up you know lineup HQ here and just let's look at some ownership grant and maybe we can find some pivots here um, that we're looking at here. Let's go Yahoo. Um, Grant, we're looking at this slate and shockingly enough, um, Wagner is the highest projected guy here on Yahoo at 46% being minimum salary. Um, is that something that's interesting to you? Or do you think that maybe we should be looking at, um, you know, a pivot off of him with like Kaminsky or making sure you get a, a guy like Embiid and not playing both of those guys? What's your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I think that a decent way to do things on Yahoo is not to take the value at center in either Kaminsky or Wagner and go with Embiid and Capella. Um, a lot of people I like, probably aren't going to go that way. And Embiid's ownership is going to be a little bit suppressed just based on the fact that we have too much value at the center position. So I think it makes a decent amount of sense to pivot off them with other centers on this slate. I mean, I don't, over on Yahoo, I'm not sure if I'd go with the Joker. Um but like Embiid and Capella are both great plays and good spots here and sh- should absolutely crush and both have sixty point upside. There's a lot of different ways the slate can go where Kaminsky and or uh or Wagner don't end up doing a whole lot. If Wagner's gonna be forty eight percent, where are the odds he ends up in foul trouble?
2: Um higher higher than I would say probably around like
3: 15 to 20%. Yeah, 15 to 20% sounds might, maybe even a little bit low. Plus, there's always the chance that this ends up turning into a blowout. For some reason, they might just not put him in there too much. So, I could see a whole bunch of different ways where he doesn't end up hitting the same points total as a guy like maybe uh, James Ennis, $10 over there at a four position instead. Thibault, Brown, like you can look at all those guys. You potentially pivot up to a guy like Surge at just $3 more. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. Um, DSJ, I think it's minimum price over there. Uh, No, it's $13 over there. But if all those guys are ruled out, not the worst idea in the world. Like you can do a whole lot of pivots over on Yahoo and still be fine. Like even a guy like Austin Rivers sitting there at $10 is not a terrible idea
2: um outside of that like nothing else is, is is too shocking here al horford being the second projected highest owned player on yahoo is a little interesting and i think when you when you look at power forward it kind of makes sense because it's siakam it's ingram and then you have a huge drop to al horford um is that is there anything interesting as far as that when it comes to power forward Horford being so high
3: Yeah. I don't really want to use Horford that high. I mean, like I said, I love Ingram on this slate. I'd much rather end up using him. I think that Millsap offers you a decent amount of upside sitting there at 18 bucks. Like for $10 left, you can get Millsap with a decent probability of getting the same score as Horford there at one third of the ownership. Randall has more upside than Horford and is sitting there $1 less and a third of the ownership. Don't think that's a horrible idea. Um, Outside of them, like Siakam is probably a little bit too expensive over on Yahoo on this slate, but it's not a terrible idea to go up to him. Um, Sarek could easily end up with the same amount of points as Horford. Horford's in a great spot, but there's so many different things that can happen where if you're getting him at 45%, you just don't want to play him. It's just not a great move. You're better off in tournaments going with other guys. I get the Yahoo doesn't have the biggest GPP in the world, but it's big enough to easily merit fading horford
2: yeah i could see fading horford and simmons at these massive you know just ownerships here i think lowry is a really good pivot off of simmons i think ingram like you mentioned is a good pivot off of horford um i think these guys you know are are sitting really high when it comes to projected ownership here um RJ Barrett is a guy that I found his ownership is a little interesting. Uh, you know, I could see it if Marcus Morris and those guys get blown out, but I didn't think we would see a guy from the Knicks be 40% projected ownership on the slate.
3: It, it's strictly because of the positional scarcity. Like everyone up there at the top um, is not really guys that you want to play. I don't want to pay $44 for Beal. I don't want to pay $58 for Harden when I can get Embiid at 45. Um, I don't, really want to play drew holiday at $37 at all booker's price tag of $34 isn't terrible and i think that he'll draw a little bit more ownership than the 18 percent we haven't pegged for like barrett is strictly there because there's not a whole lot of value you want to go with at the shooting guard position so like i think he's not the right guy to play honestly like I think you can go a few different routes at shooting guard and just make a very different lineup if Barrett is going to be that heavily owned. Um, just looking at just looking at things right now, um, passes out Rivers potentially at minimum price is a different way to build. Uh, Reddick at fourteen dollars. I know I didn't. I said I didn't want to play him, but Reddick can absolutely outscore Barrett. Barrett doesn't really have that much of a ceiling. JJ actually has more of a ceiling than uh, Barrett does. This could easily turn into a blot. He may not end up playing much in the fourth quarter here. Reddick is cheaper. I don't like playing him, but if you want to pivot off of Barrett in tournaments, it's not a terrible way to go.
2: Yeah. And, you know, using lineup HQ and, you know, using premium here, you can kind of compare Barrett and Reddick together too. And like Grant's saying, like, you know, JJ Reddick's ceiling is 47. Barrett's is around 30. Um, they're projected, you know, a few points off of each other here uh, around, you know, a few extra minutes for Reddick and a few less minutes for Barrett. And, you know, obviously, you know, we, we could see some nice leverage here from Redick to Barrett at, you know, 40 percent. Or you could take a guy like I was talking about, Norman Powell, um, who I feel like is an interesting pivot as well. Um, I think he's around like 17 bucks too. Um, let's throw him into the mix here. So like Norman Powell is projected around 26 minutes as well, 3% projected ownership here for Powell. Um, so going to come in much lower than Barrett and JJ. Um, so like if you're playing over on Yahoo, I think Norman Powell, like I said, is an interesting contrarian tournament play could easily blow up in my face, but, um, I don't hate it. Uh we got about twenty minutes before we get out of here. Uh four game slate, obviously. We we talked about that at the beginning. So if you guys um have any questions that you want us to answer here, um we can go off of Yahoo. We can go other sites, whatever you guys want. Um
3: we can talk food. Someone's talking about is postmates a thing to do in the States. Yes. I got postmates All right. today.
2: All right, let me pull up uh chat really quick here. We got a bunch of questions from YouTube. If you're over there on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, as always. Comment below on the video, not in chat. Um, Comment below on the video who you think is going to score 25.2 points on Yahoo to have a chance to win some RG stuff. Um, Daniel House, by the way, is expected to play off the bench, so that kind of hurts a little. Like, that just takes Macklemore even more out of the place. So, Um, do you like Jamal Murray or Drew Holiday on DraftKings? Murray. Yeah, I think it's close. Um, I don't
3: think it's terribly close. I would much rather go with Murray. I mean, just with since Ball's been back in the lineup, um, yeah, it, it, it's, but over on uh, Yahoo, it's absolutely Murray. But I guess the price tags are a bit similar on DK.
2: Yeah, I'd probably lean Drew on DraftKings, but Murray on Yahoo as well. Um, do you have any love for Troy Brown?
3: Not really. It's not the worst idea over on Yahoo. If you're trying to pivot off the chalk guys
2: in Wagner and
3: in Kaminsky at the center position, you just want to pay down. I think he's shooting guard over there, which is a position that – is he shooting guard? What is he over on Yahoo? I can never remember. Small forward. Small forward. All right. Yeah, so still, like, over on Yahoo it's a decent way to pivot off the chalk.
2: Yeah, see, like, I'm on salary tags for lineup HQ today, and I just – I was really i I tagged him like three minutes ago um you know he should play around 25 minutes with no mccray i don't think he's the worst play he's an interesting pivot off of maybe like ennis and those guys just in tournaments but i still like ennis more um lowry versus simmons in a vacuum on yahoo
3: are we just talking about raw points is that what in a vacuum mean i never know what they mean by in a vacuum
2: i don't know i like lowry more
3: yeah me too like if we're incorporating ownership and price, I'd rather go Lowry.
2: Uh, would you play Derek Favors?
3: Yes, if he plays.
2: Yeah, I I don't hate if he if he's playing, um, but you know he was out Just, because of the death of his mother. It's not like it was an injury, so if he, if he plays, he should be good minutes wise.
3: Yeah, and he might have a little bit extra in him
2: after yeah. that. Um, thoughts on Harden versus Embiid for tournaments. Embiid. See, I struggle with it, man. I'd I lean Harden, but I completely mm-hmm. understand why you lean Embiid here. Um, I get it. Um, Let's see here. I lost the questions. Oh, there they are. Um, Best 8K, DK, GPP play, Jokic, Siakam, Ingram, or Beal? Ingram. Not close. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think it's Ingram for me as well. Um, I would probably take Bradley Beal second. If that Philly game stays close, Bradley Beal's probably having a good game. So, it would be Ingram, Beal, Siakam, Jokic for me um, on that one. Let's see. Scrolling down here. Can you touch on Fanduel specific plays? Is there anybody on specifically on Fanduel that you like that we haven't talked about?
3: Not that we haven't talked about. It. You're more of a Fanduel guy than I am.
2: Yeah, like, I'm playing on Yahoo um, because we had the show, and I, I did some stuff over on – Premium today, But, like, for me on FanDuel, Wagner is an interesting play, you know, but you have to play him over in Embiid. Um, but, like, he projects as one of the best point-per-dollar plays on the slate. I like Kaminsky on FanDuel as well. He's a power forward over there. He's 4.8K. And then Ennis, like I've been saying, um, he's a small forward. So, I like Ennis and, and um, Kaminsky or Ennis and Wagner – or all three of them, and you can kind of do whatever you want. So uh, if you're playing over on Fanduel, I feel like those are the guys that um, you're kind of looking at here. I don't think there's anybody, like, specifically on Fanduel that I like. Um, I could see being underweight on Lonzo Ball on Fanduel and, and using maybe, like, if you don't play Embiid, maybe you're using, like, a, a Simmons and a Lowry to be different, um, too. So uh, Grant, favorite fast food restaurants?
3: It's a tough question. Right now, it might be Arby's. All right. Well, actually, then, I guess it's
2: cheese, cheese sticks.
3: Uh, love their cheese sticks. Their buffalo chicken slider is fantastic. I'm a big beef and cheddar guy, and now the Arbinator makes it even better. Um, but I guess really the answer is In and Out. I I can't live without In and Out. It's coming to Denver in the next year. Super excited.
2: It's not hmm. in Florida. Um, is RHJ playable at thirty eight hundreds on, on DraftKings tournaments? I wouldn't. I just don't project him for a lot of minutes tonight. Like, you know, Lowry being back, this team's pretty healthy right now. Ibaka's back. Like, I, you know, when Ibaka was out, Lowry was out, RHJ was playable. I just, I probably wouldn't go there. Um, do you like favors more if he plays than you like Kaminsky?
3: I mean if we're talking about point per dollar, I don't think so. Let me double check his price tag over on Yahoo. But um yeah, twenty four dollars like over on Yahoo, no, over on DK, yes.
2: Yeah. I I like Kaminsky a lot today. Um, now that Wagner is playing, any love for either Ryu or Bertans?
3: A little bit of tournament appeal there. Um I just don't think many people will be on him since we got that news far enough ahead of time where Wagner can easily end up getting into foul trouble and Mahini's on the men's limit. Any number of things can happen here where both those guys end up going or either one of those guys end up going for a big game. So I still don't mind them for tournaments.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, too, like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Bertans, Ryu, and, and and Wagner all play 30 minutes, like, for what it's worth. like. You know, I could see rotations where Bertans plays a three. So uh, do you like a Baca or Millsap? Probably
3: Millsap. Yeah.
2: For what it's worth, I don't really like either one of those guys. I, like I, I could see maybe Millsap on DraftKings at 4.9K. I don't know if I would end up playing either one. Um, probably Millsap, I guess. Um, Who's your favorite FanDuel punt at any position? I'm gonna to go to you. That yeah, it's Ennis for me. He's three point seven k. Like I, I know I've talked about him a bunch, but Philly pace up spot here up against Washington. Washington's really bad. Um, Josh Richardson's still out. Like it, it's it's Ennis for me at three point seven k. He's just a guy that I'm gonna be playing a bunch on the slate and in, in general. Oh, uh, let's see here. DraftKings Capello or Ingram in the utility last Capella. piece.
3: Oh, Capello or Ingram?
2: Yeah, that they, that they reads... put you up against yourself there.
3: Oh, it's Ingram then.
2: Yeah, probably Ingram for me too.
3: Yeah, someone asked. I thought you were saying Siakam versus Capella, which is what someone else asked the answer for that. One is Capella.
2: I'm scrolling down, man. Little at a time. Little at a time. No, I understand. <laughs>
3: You're doing the right move.
2: <laughs> More meat on the bone, Kyle Lowry or Ben Simmons? Where's Where's the chief?
3: Uh, I'm going with Lowry, like just incorporating ownership and everything. I'm going Lowry.
2: Yeah, if you take everything in the factory here, I, I like Lowry better. Um, raw points, Simmons could easily outscore Lowry here, but you know I'm taking everything. And like I said, I I just. I'm a little – I think it's interesting how highly-owned Ben Simmons is going to be on this slate. Um, Like I said, Kyle Lowry is a core play for me today. Um, Would you play favors if he plays or play Hayes? We already kind of said that we would play favors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This one doesn't make a lot of sense. But, hey, Booker or Oubre? (laughs) DK, GPP. Oubre. Really? Yeah. I all really right, we, like just, tonight. we just got news that marcus morris nick lakina and alfred payton are all available to play on thursday
3: and yeah, that makes things dsj is obviously not on the board anymore um
2: that makes the whole Knicks team a scratch for me
3: i still think you can play randall just because it's sure. four game
2: slate um but yeah that's kind of it um, yeah, make sure you guys have the RG app, man. Get that news as soon as it comes out. It's awesome. Right to you. Like, it just came right to my watch as we were going here, so...
3: Oh, I get it. You're cool enough to have an Apple
2: watch. That's right. Um, nothing cool about it. I love my watch. Um, DK Turney, Embiid and Morris, or Ingram and Harris? Embiid, Morris, Ingram. Harris. Ingram, Harris. Yeah. Yeah, I... Assuming that he means Marcus Morris, I would probably take Embiid Morris. I don't know which Morris. You got to clarify which Morris you're talking about. Um, JCW, tell us which Morris you're talking about. Because if it's Marcus Morris, I probably lean Embiid Morris. But I was trying to figure out the pricing in my head really quick. Um, eighty one hundred left on fantasy draft. I already have Ennis. Who do I take for cash games?
3: It's Troy Brown. Eighty one
2: hundred.
3: Yeah, because there's not really like under 8,100. If he already has Innis, there's no real good plays. I guess you're leaving 1.1K on the board. Um, maybe try and switch things around a little bit. But yeah, it's Troy Brown's the most likely candidate or the best candidate there under 8.1K.
2: Yeah, I'm probably with you. Um, unless Kendrick Williams plays. But yeah, I'm probably with you on that one. Uh, let's see here. Keep on moving on. Um, any interest in Monte Morris? No. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, I guess maybe in a blowout, he plays a few extra minutes, and like he could play and be a little bit. But it, it, I'm not going to tell you if you're running 150 teams not to throw a shot on Monte Morris. It's a four game slate, and you can play whoever you want. But you're you're really projecting a blowout if you think Monte Morris is going to play 20 minutes plus. Um, Van Vliet or Drew Van Vliet, and this one's interesting, Grant. I know how much you like Ingram today. He's 9,500 on FanDuel. Um, is he a guy that you would still look at playing over there? Yes, um, for what it's worth, he's not in my FanDuel lineup, but i I could see playing him. I just uh, he wasn't the road that I went on Fanduel. I have a really different Fanduel build. I feel like today. Good for you. Right, um, man. Let's see here. Favorite showdown GPP darts on DraftKings for football. Uh, Miller. Javon Wims. That's my dart tonight. Doesn't In and Out have a secret menu?
3: Is yeah. So yeah. Well kind of secret it's not terribly secrets you are things animal style so you can get grilled onions that have regular onions you can have a mustard fry the patty the fries is the biggest thing their animal style fries is not on the menu it's part of the secret menu but what they do is they add a layer of cheese on top grilled onions and then spread it's delicious
2: that sounds really good making me hungry um siakam or capella on dk uh,
3: capella that was the one i mentioned earlier
2: yep um, we already got the Ubre and Booker. I don't see. Oh, here's one: Barrett, Reddick, or Pal, Fanduel Cash.
3: Probably Barrett.
2: Barrett, Reddick, Pal, Fanduel Cash. Yeah, even with all those guys playing for New York, Barrett's still gonna play more minutes. Like in cash games, I'll I'll just take the minutes there. Oh, uh, let's see. Do you think Capella still goes off tonight against Toronto?
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) These are the types of questions that we get on four-game slates. Uh, I'm surprised we've been able
3: to go this long. There have been so many questions, and we thank you for it.
2: (laughs) Is Cam Johnson in play for you on this slate?
3: I will play zero of them, probably.
2: Yeah, I'm not mass multi-entering tonight, so I'm with you on that. Um, let's see. Any Diallo?
3: You can play him. It's not a terrible idea.
2: Assuming that Baines doesn't play. Um, I mean, you know, yeah,
3: we're obviously
2: under the assumption that Baines isn't going to play. And the Revenge, but I still like Frank more. I don't know if we have any more questions. We might... Be able to get out of here. Um, You know, it's such a huge difference. I'm sure our producer will agree that it's such a huge difference when you don't read um, injury news for 30 minutes. Right. It's so different. You can get – we got through showing off premium. We got through pivots. We answered a ton of questions. Um, All right, we're going to take these last two questions, and then we're going to turn it over to crunch time. Um, Capella or Embiid, FanDuel tournaments? I'm still going Embiid. Yeah, I'm with you. If I'm going to pay up, it's going to be Embiid. Uh, last question: Pal, Ubre, or Van Vliet and Ibaka? Pal and Ubre or Van Vliet and Ibaka?
3: I'm going Van Vliet and Ibaka.
2: Yeah, I think both of those combos will be pretty low owned. So, um, yeah. So, I don't even know. Um, like, I don't, I don't know what Dean does to sign off, but I know that we have Blender and Kevin Roth coming up at 6.30 for crunch time for all the premium members out there. Uh, We just Um, got news that Derek Favors is not going to play and Kendrick Williams is going to play. Does that change your thoughts before we get out of here?
3: Yeah, I think Hayes is now in play, Uh, especially he makes a very, very good pivot off of Kaminsky and Wagner over on Yahoo.
2: Kendrick Williams is kind of interesting too. If I, You know, obviously going to have to see if there's any um, um, news that minutes are going to be restricted or, or not. But if if Kendrick Williams is going to play, you know, good minutes here, you know, he, he's kind of interesting at $14 on Yahoo um, with the news that Favors is not going to play. So Also over on
3: Yahoo, I mean, obviously uh, it's not a bad idea to leave two extra bucks on your salary if you are going to throw in Kaminsky. Um, just no, because that way you can swap over to Hayes if you're drawing kind of dead because Kaminsky is just going to be through the roof ownership.
2: Yeah, I like it. I like that idea. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no play, play Ingram. All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, 630 Eastern, Kevin Roth blender, taking you guys home. With crunch time, he is Genie for seven. I'm Stevie TPFL. Holler, collar.